you look at your returning rate of returning customers, uh, and assuming that you have a product that someone can buy again and again, or you have upsells and cross-sells, if people aren't buying again, where do we lose them? What can we do? How can we talk to them? That's kind of the framework that we that we look at. And if you can segment your campaigns so that they talk to people at each of those stages, then it's a really good, good plan. We're on a mission. We're going to find and uncover the smartest, most successful entrepreneurs on the planet, explore their highs, their lows, and how they ultimately mastered the game. I'm Martin Cook, and I'm excited to welcome you to the Smarter Destiny podcast. I'm grateful for you and your time. Now let's level up together. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another Smarter Destiny podcast, where this time we have my good friend Nichelle Hubley on the show. Nichelle is the CEO and founder of And Bam Email Agency, an amazing name for an agency, um, an agency, an amazing agency. Ooh, there we go. We created a word there. That was. I'm going to keep that in. So And Bam is a rapidly growing agency with a team of 24 and dozens and dozens and dozens of clients all around the world and Nubru is one of them. They are a fantastic agency who drive more than 20% of our revenue comes from email and Michelle and her team are responsible for that. Just last year, I did ask for some numbers from Michelle, just last year Michelle and her team generated eight figures in tracked revenue from email alone for their clients. So more than eight figures just from email, not overall revenue, but just from email last year alone, which is incredible. And so I could not resist inviting Michelle to the, the show today to tell us all about email, tell us what we can do, how we can do it better, why we should be aiming at least 20% of, of our total revenue from email and how we can just put all that together to make more money and leave less on the table as it were. So without further ado, let's get Michelle here. Michelle, how's it going? Thank you. That was so much hype. I can't wait to get into this. The, the hype. It's all about the hype. But first Thank things you. first, yeah. whereabouts in the world are you, Michelle? I am in Canada uh, on the East Coast. It's a small place called Prince Edward Island. Not a lot of people have heard of it, um, but it's beautiful about four months of the year. The rest of the time, I prefer to be in Mexico or somewhere a little bit warmer. Interesting, interesting. So how much of the French, I mean, we'll, we'll just do a geography thing first. How much of the French Ooh. influence has hit uh, said island? Uh, almost none. Almost no French. Yeah, there's there's tiny little pockets of French, but um, we don't. I don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> I avoid those parts. I, I don't. I don't speak any French myself. Probably my Spanish is probably better than my French. How oh, beautiful! Thus the Mexico. Hmm. Okay, right. Well, the the way we like to kick things off in the show is we like to go back because this is your story. We like to go back to a point in time which really serves as a as a notable kicking off, early starting point for your journey as an entrepreneur. It might not be that long ago. It might be ages ago. We've had both on this show. But if you've got a point in mind, could you? Take us back there and really set the scene and uh, tell us about it. Sure. So let me take you back to, um, let's say, five years ago. Okay. Uh, I had a job. It was nine to five. Uh, in the morning, I got up and I went to my job and then I packed my lunch. And I ate my lunch and I came home from my job and then I was just exhausted um, because I spent all my best time working for someone else and I, I I really gave it a good shot <laughs> but I just it just wasn't any fun 
um, which is brutal. When I was when I was 18, I had a vision for my life of like working part time, uh, being by a beach, and like really enjoying my life. Uh, and then when I got there to the destination that I like, I had a house and a kid, and I was married and I had a job and blah blah. blah. It just that wasn't what I wanted. So I started doing like little side hustles, just picking up bits and pieces of work. Um, I tried a few things. I had a VR event where I, I bought all the VR stuff, wow. took it to places um, and and just let people try technology. I had a rental company. Um, it was all cool making little bits of money here and there, but it couldn't replace the, the job, right? And so I started doing freelance work. Um, I met one guy who he gave me like more and more and more. And then I realized, you know, if I can get this much money for this many hours, if I if I'd spent all of my hours doing it, then I could completely replace that job. So I did that, but I also packed up my house, um, rented it out. We took off across the country looking for like whatever the thing was that we needed. So drove across the country looking for inspiration, didn't find it. That's when we ended up in Mexico. Um, but on that drive, there was one point actually, I was in a campground. It was raining. I was in the car at a little hot spot and I was hiring people from Upwork. I was interviewing people in the car in the rain at night. Um, and that was the moment that I was like, okay, this is, we can do this. Like we have a team, we have clients, we just, just do this again and again and again. And, and we did. So now we're here. Boom. And that was the early days of Ambam. Early, early days. That was before we even had a name. I mean, the name is important. I think like th th that story is incredible, and I and I love as well. Like the you, you can picture that the it's raining. You're in the car, kind of huddled around a hotspot, like it's a small fire kind of thing. But hiring people, right? Like changing people's lives or the trajectory of their current lives, and hiring them from such a non-office as you like <laughs> location, and that is the world that we are we are in right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, even in the introduction, I said, "Am bam, you know, it's such a great name. It, it makes me think of, uh, is it is it uh, a, a Simpsons chef, a chef on the Simpsons who was like, bam, and he, every time he like cooked something in, in a, he, like every time he served up food, he was like, am bam. Um, it's a great word. It's a great name. Where did that come from? Tell us about that. Uh, actually came from that very same campground. Uh, I just, um, in the process of just, formulating the company, um, trying to figure out what it was going to be from basically nothing. Um, I just decided to go for it, right? And the only way that you can you can be successful is if you just do things. And, and then, so I, I just had this moment where I was like, I have a company, bam. And that's, <laughs> bam, it's a company, it's real. That's all there is to it. And, um, so, I mean, that philosophy lives on through the whole company. Our number one value is to get shit done. I don't know if I can say shit on here, but you can. That's, twice. You that's, can. Yeah. Yes, perfect. So, yeah, um, getting shit done is is yeah. the it runs through the very veins of of Anne Bam, and yeah, and it's de it's definitely true, right? Like, um, you know, 
working with you guys now for over a year, probably coming onto a year and a half. And, and yeah, you know, you say you're going to do something, boom, it's done. Bam, it's done. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that, <laughs> that is the, the branding that is, the is important. <laughs> yeah, boom and boom and bam, <laughs> it's done. Right. How good is this episode so far? Well, we're going to get right back into it after this quick recommendation. Let me ask you something. What percentage of your revenue comes from email? If it's less than 20%, then you may well be leaving money on the table. With my brand, newbrew.com, 20% of our revenue is driven by email. Why? Because I myself got out of the way and let the email experts handle it. You see, with previous brands, email was often an afterthought, right? I would rely on sales, email sales, 20% off today, 15% off today, and rarely spared the time to do it properly. You know, split testing subject lines, keeping the list hygiene high, nurturing our sending reputation, and figuring out the ways to engage our list and drive sales without doing sales or discounts or scarcity just by engaging them. So who are these experts? Well, in our case, they're a fantastic agency from Canada called And Bam, a fantastic name by the way. And they've literally helped hundreds of brand owners, many of whom have been on this very show, generate consistently high revenue from email. Right now, And Bam are offering free account audits to Smarter Destiny listeners. They'll go through your email account in detail and make personalized recommendations to boost your email sales. If you then want to take the leap and work with them, then I highly recommend you do so, but you don't need to. Head to smarterdestiny.com slash BAM and book a call. I highly recommend it. Okay, let's get back into the good stuff. Okay, so... Um, what I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that go, hey, I know how to send emails. I'm going to set up as an agency, right? In in our space, right? And there's uh, uh, which is predominantly e-commerce. Um, but you guys right now are a platinum platinum Clavio partner, right? Which is like the highest tier, or certainly when you awarded it, you were you received it as the highest tier that they mm -hmm. offer their partners, right? It, and and it means that you're doing a lot, you're driving a lot of revenue, you're doing great stuff in the eyes of the probably the number one email sending service for e-commerce, um, being Clavio. What makes you different? to the other options that are out there? What kind of feedback have you had from, from your clients who have undoubtedly tried other options before coming to you? Right. right. And we even have people who leave us and then they come back and say, I'm so sorry, I should never have done that. <laughs> On their knees. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the thing that makes us different, at least from our point of view, is that we're, we're really focused on people so what do I mean by people? We have people on the team, we have people, clients, um, and even the customers on the end are people. And so it's all about relationship building. Um, in, in the end user case, it's about sending good emails that people want to open and read and interact with. Um, I have a saying that I just picked up from someone else. I'm not gonna take credit, but um, it has to hit someone in the heart or the gut or the funny bone. Have you heard that before? I haven't. Well, I, I like it. 
I like I will, it a lot. I, I'll credit you as a source when I okay, Thanks. Um, but yeah, I mean, that in a nutshell is what we do with our emails. So we very rarely are sending emails that say like, hey, buy my stuff. Those, that mm. I call them buy my stuff emails. It's um, if someone's been on your website, they already know what your stuff is. Um, if they didn't buy it the first time, they need something else. So we're looking to make that connection between the brand and the customer. And same thing with um, in our team and with our clients, we're looking to build relationships and we really deeply care about uh, your success. You're our client. We care about your success. We care about your customers like they're our own too. Amazing. And the buy my stuff email is a, is a very interesting uh, thing to dig into because um and i've i've done this the wrong way right like with previous brands previous very successful brands right mm-hmm. i've I've, mm-hmm. d- I've done it emails being a bit of an afterthought and uh, you know it i it'll be like oh it's thursday and i think i learned somewhere apparently thursday's a good day for sending email i don't even know if that's true <laughs> anymore or even then but you'll be oh it's thursday I haven't sent an email yet oh what should we do uh, okay we'll do a flash sale you know 15 percent <laughs> off like because it's because it's thursday and it's and it's may or something right like, and, and it's so badly thought out and and over time basically all we were doing was training our customers to to you know wait hope for, for a sale right discount <laughs> yeah. right yeah wait for thursday or wait for a discount never mm-hmm. buy anything full price and yet one of the things that uh pleasantly surprised me about working with with ambam was how very rarely like very very super rarely do we ever offer for discounts via our email like yeah of course black friday and things like that but the majority of the time the emails that are performing well it might be around an event like you know mother's day or something but it's not it's it's not and here's a discount it's it's just talking to them it's reminding them that we're here offering some value offering some education i would say hitting them in the brain heart gut or uh, whatever the other one is right with you yeah yeah i'm on the fence about brain but but <laughs> it was the other one was the funny bone i think bone. what the way that we talk to uh customers is that we need to hit them in the heart gut or funny bone to get them to like pay attention right and uh, then we have to convince the brain so lead with with the body parts and then, and then <laughs> and the brain will follow and then and then let them justify it with the the brain the brain absolutely and so okay so i can't leave a, a, a sort of i can't dangle a tease like that like um you know making more than 20 percent of our total revenue comes from email and rarely do we send any kind of sales any kind of discounted um offerings to our customers via email and yet we still got that kind of percentage that comes from a a fair degree of thought, process and execution. So for our listeners today, we want to obviously delve into into um, email marketing and we want to help every one of our listeners extract more from their email marketing. So, Michelle, I'm going to have to nudge you to 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 share the goods can you and i know you do this already on your linkedin and i encourage everybody to to um send a connection request to nichelle on her linkedin because she does share these these tips right there in the newsfeed and i've picked up a few things myself which i then sort of implement which is great um can you talk to us about some some ways that we can increase the amount of revenue from like ultimately increase the amount of revenue that we get from our email yeah, 
Um, short answer, uh, send more email. That's usually, that's usually the number one thing people are like, like you just described, they're like, oh, it's Thursday, I didn't send anything, you know, so it's more like have a plan, not, not to just send more email for the sake of sending more email, but have a plan. Um, we usually recommend one email minimum per week, but it's not a buy my stuff email, it's more of a content email um to remind people why they like you as a business um we also recommend a three to one content to product ratio so that means for every one time you're saying buy my stuff you're there's three times that you're saying this is why we're awesome this is why you care um and and you can trust us right so um, with all of that in mind, you can see how it can start to build out a plan, right? Um, so if you're doing like one email per week minimum, uh, you don't want to do content, 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 product. Uh, if you have a bigger list, um, then you can send more. And the bigger your list, the more you can send. But the great thing about a big list is segmentation. There's so much opportunity for segmentation there. So that's when you want to segment people who have bought a lot, um, people who have never bought, and you want to tell them different things. Um, look at your data and see where you're getting, um, how to say, how to say, look at your data and figure out where people are dropping off. So we usually look at three phases. There's the acquisition phase, like getting people onto your list, then to buy the stuff, then to buy the stuff again. So, you know, when we do an audit, for example, you can uh, follow that, those phases. Where we drop, where are we losing people? If you don't have a good opt-in rate, if your opt-in rate's not 10%, you're you're already losing money right <laughs> because not enough people are, are opting in um if you're your first um say like in clavio um it lists your flows by revenue earned if the top four aren't welcome browse abandon abandon cart and post purchase something's wrong right um and then again if you look at your returning rate of returning customers uh, and assuming that you have a product that someone can buy again and again, or you have upsells and cross-sells, if people aren't buying again, where do we lose them? What can we do? How can we talk to them? That's kind of the framework that we, that we look at. And if you can segment your campaigns so that they talk to people at each of those stages, then it's a really good, good plan. I love that. And I, I mean, it can sound very simple, but it's so effective when it's when it's set up right. So there's there's the the emails which are emails that are created for that week around a topic around a, uh, what have you and sent. But so those those are campaigns. And then there's another type of email called flows, which are the automated emails that are sent and they're triggered normally by some sort of an event, joining a list, buying a product, buying a product again, not buying a product in a certain mm -hmm. amount of time, um, visiting the site and leaving browse abandonment. Mm -hmm. 
Could you tell us about a flow? Because I love flow. I love automations. I love any kind yeah. of software that just does it. And, and <laughs> yeah, you know, being able to look it. at the stats and going, that one needs optimizing, that one needs yeah. tweaking, you know, email three out of the 17, whatever. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about a flow that maybe people aren't uh, utilizing that we could set up in, in our e-commerce stores? Okay. The most underappreciated flow that I see over and over again, that people just don't give the love that it deserves is a browse abandon flow. It sounds basic um, and it, it can be, you can just set it up and, and let it go, but there's so much potential inside of the browse abandon flow. Um, if you think about uh, ads, for example, and you think about the power of retargeting, that's the kind of power that we're talking about for the browse abandon flow, because we know that someone has um, gone to a product, looked at it, considered it, and then left. We know that they're interested in the product. So that's when you can basically retarget with more information about the product. Um, and so the most basic version of a browse abandon is like, hey, you were looking at this. <laughs> and people go, oh yeah, I was looking at it. You're right. Um, but you can go even deeper and say like, you were looking at this specific product. Here are all of the reviews for this product. Or here's how to use this specific product. Or here's the benefits of this specific product. Um, and if you set that up for each, say three of your top selling products, then it's, it's just, it's like magic. <laughs> it's like <laughs> revenue magic. Um, and the reason, part of the reason that I say it doesn't get as much credit as it deserves is usually when I do an audit on an account, I'll look at it and half the time the little code snippet isn't even installed on the site. And it's such an easy fix. It takes like two seconds and, and you will earn so much more. It's just it's just that somehow, some way, when the website was updated or something, um, it just got cut out of the updates and, and you're just leaving money on the table. So I would say everyone, if you're using Klaviyo right now, go check your viewed product event and make sure that people are at least coming in, like the, the event is firing. Please. And so, Everyone. and so, what club? <laughs> and so, what Clavio, what Clavio would do is um, that piece of code will match that person to uh, one of the one of the emails that they've got in, not in the the master database for Clavio, but like right. as long as you've got them in your list, right? Um, exactly. They'll they'll match it and then and the email. So it's it's someone who's on your list. They're not necessarily a purchaser. They might have abandoned cart in the past. They might have joined one of your newsletters or competitions or something. But they're on your list for some reason, mm -hmm. and they've come back to your site and mm -hmm. viewed a product but still not bought serious fence fence sitters i would say these these mm -hmm. people they need to mm -hmm. commit but this browse <laughs> abandon email um you know helps helps um you know take them over the line what's uh i mean that was a great answer what's another what's another great flow um that you can talk to us about that you don't necessarily see uh people either utilizing the best or or even often they haven't set it up Mm -hmm. um yeah my other favorite is uh called an expected date of next order flow mm -hmm. um and we 
are utilizing there the uh, predictive analytics that are available inside of Klaviyo. So this isn't available in most platforms. This is something that, that you can really specifically do in Klaviyo. Um, basically, if you qualify to get that, that um, predictive analytic point, <laughs> then um, Klaviyo will, for each contact, that's in your um, database, they will predict based on their behavior when they're most likely to buy next. Mm. Cool, right? Very cool. How do we use it? Well, <laughs> when, they're, when we predict they're about to buy, we send them emails inviting them to buy. It's, <laughs> it's not rocket <laughs> science. Yeah, I know, <laughs> amazing. Um, <laughs> It's something that almost no one has set up. Uh, it's a relatively new metric that Clavio has. I was really skeptical at first when they came out with it because it sounds like witchcraft or something, but it really, it really, really works. And what we're finding is it kind of works as a win back um, slash replenishment because it's it's somewhere in between the two. Um, and so those are the kinds of emails that you want to send. Like, hey, you're probably running out. If it's a consumable product, um, come back, we miss you, <laughs> whatever, whatever the message has to be. Um, those are people who the data says that they're likely to buy again. So like help them, just help them. Yeah. Yeah, help yeah. them whilst they're hot, and then yeah. you know, give it, make it, make it as easy as possible. Okay, so um, that's fantastic, and so that, there's a couple of flows that we can we can implement right away to to mm -hmm. start um, getting more money from from email, and neither of them say, hey, offer just a bigger discount. You haven't said that, <laughs> right? Like it's ways without giving away money to make money. Mm -hmm. What about in the in the sort of larger scheme of things in regards to email, perhaps in regards to uh, list hygiene or subject lines or clicks or split tests or what, what, what's some more uh, nuggets and, and advice and tips you can share with us today? Hmm. Um, let's talk about benchmarks for a minute. Um, so Clavio, I don't, I don't want this to sound like a, an ad for Clavio, but we use it daily and we know, uh, there are a lot of features in there that, that really help, uh, everyone do a better job. Uh, Clavio has a new tool that will help you understand where you are compared to your peers. So it'll match you against a, a hundred stores that are similar to you in, in terms of size and uh, repeat revenue and everything like that. Um, and it will tell you what your open rate should be based on data from your peers. Um, at a minimum, we're looking at 20% open rate. And that's, that's across the board for every industry, for every vertical. Um, if, if it's below 20%, that's a yikes get improve it right away um and and it'll do the same for click rate and purchase rate conversion rate um so check out the benchmarks uh, that's the most amount of data that we have available uh and and i always prefer to go with the data than by guessing so um when you're testing uh you have a target right your open rate wants to be above 20 percent for sure. And that comes down to like a deliverability question, because um, if you don't maintain 
good list hygiene. Um, you risk getting into the spam folder. Nobody wants that. It's 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 really bad place to be. It can be fixed, um, but it's laborious. It takes four weeks minimum, and it's just better not to be there in the first place. And and obviously, you guys can can help someone get out of the the sin bin there and um, the yeah. naughty folder. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, despite that, so so how how t tell us about so that's the first in in many ways that's the first touch point with the customer. You know, we, we, you're not going to get someone to click your email if they haven't at least opened it first. Yep. Twenty percent is the is the baseline minimum that we should be mm -hmm. performing higher than. Um, mm -hmm. How can we? increase our our open rates uh you get more people to open it <laughs> how do we do that yeah you could do subject line tests um you can do time tests you know like you said is thursday the best day of the week we don't know it depends on on uh your audience uh so what we do like to do is go back to the data look at Google Analytics this time. So, so out of Klaviyo completely. If you look in your Google Analytics, you can find when people are most likely to shop, when people are most likely to convert. Um, so that we do that by day of week and we do that by time of day and that's the starting point. Um, so that's where we start with the, the strategy, the sending strategy, um, the timing strategy. Then from there, we test some more, right? So test, if it's if Google Analytics says Thursday, test Thursday and test maybe Friday to compare them. Um, if Google Analytics says 9 a.m., test 9 a.m., but also test 10 a.m. and test 8 a.m. Um, and then another part of the open rate is obviously the subject line. Do test subject lines. Shorter is usually better, um, but not always. It really, really, really depends on your audience. Um, and then the other secret fastest way to open, to increase your open rates is um, by doing more segmentation. So if you actually just um, segment your list down to a more engaged segment, then your open rate is almost forced higher, basically. So that's what we would do if, if your open rate was super, super low. The first thing to do is just segment it so it goes to less people um, and kind of artificially uh, increase the open rate. It's just to get out of the sin bin, like you like you said. <laughs> Absolutely, and and I mean that that's another thing as well. I think we've all been guilty of it. These these sort of whole list sends where you're treating the people mm -hmm. that have ordered from you yesterday the same as the people that opted into your newsletter a year ago, right? Like yeah. you know, doing a whole list blast at, at everybody, and then wondering why your open <laughs> rates are low, your complaints are high, and um, the VIPs don't feel so special, and <laughs> um, and the people that haven't bought from you yet. You know, it's like, whoa, 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 you're, you know, <laughs> I haven't bought from you yet, right? And so, and so that segmentation helps. And it's, it's not, you're still covering your, your whole email list. You're still, you're still, you know, contacting the vast majority of your email list. You're just being more aware of where they are in the, in the journey, how much they like you right now, and how much they want to hear from you right now mm -hmm. with, um, and, and you're mirroring that within the volume of emails you're sending and as well as the, as, the content so the final one i mean this this is one that i discovered thanks to you and being connected to you on linkedin mm -hmm. 
um, which I really enjoyed. And I hadn't heard this before. And this, that, that was the, the main thing, right? Like, you know, I mean, I've been around. I've sent a few emails in my time and connected <laughs> yeah. with some, some smart founders and so on. But you were talking about the FAQ flow. And well, first off, tell us about that um, before I sort of talk about how brilliantly simple it is because you're repurposing content. Yeah. So the first thing that we do is um, in our month to month strategy, we always have FAQ emails. So campaigns that are going one one offs. Um, And what we do there is take the questions that are coming into your customer support and answer them because i know if if one person asks the question that means a hundred people are wondering so um we're gonna just tell people um so we usually will find a, a fun way to uh answer the question put it in a in a campaign um and send it out those always perform really well um it, because for the simple reason that it's it's we have a really good reason to to believe that a lot of people have that question so if we answer it it's a no-brainer um then what we do after we have a few of them is we just take those campaigns copy them into a flow and usually we'll do uh something similar to a browse abandon where if uh they viewed the product and we know they're interested in it and we need to push them off the fence then we tell them the answers to the questions that people really want to know and it's it's pretty straightforward it is reusing content which is really really nice um you can choose the campaigns that are um that are high performing leave the ones that don't really do much um and just put them back in the cycle so that usually um, people getting the flow won't have opened the campaign so they won't even know that it's repurposed content amazing and and beautifully simple and 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 yeah not only are repurposing emails that you've sent before you're also repurposing answers that you've written because (laughs) you've, you've already done that with the customer service and you know like you said just positioning it in a fun and entertaining um or catchy way and then um you know the content writes itself and yeah there's certainly if, if you're struggling for what to send in, in emails, like how to stay fresh and how to, to keep, you know, stay unique and, and, and original, what have you, talk to your customer service because you just know that if, if they have had a ton of questions, uh, you know, not I'm not talking about the FAQs that we write before we launch, right, where we assume they're going to ask us and the, the answer is like, uh, oh, thank you. Yes, we thank you for asking if we're the best in the market. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. You know, the actual questions that they're actually asking mm-hmm. um, and and then turning that into, into content. Phenomenal. So where can people find out more about and bam and how can they you know extract some value from you potentially for free first before dipping their their toe in is there any kind of um offering that you will give them in exchange for them maybe booking a call with you yeah so smarter destiny listeners will get a free audit if you sign up for a call um we'll chat about your business and then we'll get an audit done for free for you so that's going in us going into your email account looking for what you're doing right and looking for opportunities to improve um we'll bring you back a full report with all of our recommendations uh and then if you decide to work with us 
um, but that's fine too. Um, so, so I think you have the URL set up smarterdestiny.com slash bam. 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 Um, or you can find us at anbam.co. Um, and if you're not ready for a call, just find me on LinkedIn. Uh, lots of my content goes up there, lots of tidbits of information. Um, so we can stay in touch. I think that's it. I think so too. Yeah, smarterdestiny.com forward slash BAM, B-A-M. Um, we'll take you through to the to the site. And yeah, even if you're just booking in um, to, to to learn like what you could do better, I, I highly recommend. As I said, we, we use Nichelle and her team um, at New Brew and 20, yeah, more than 20. I keep hitting that number, but like it blew my mind when I first heard it. More than 20% of our revenue comes from email, which, which is just... You know, amazing and like what would your business look like if 20% of your revenue came from email if your email um, ticked up um, it's well worth it. it's always a positive ROI uh, for us so I highly recommend them but yeah if you just want to dip your toe in and, and learn what you could be doing better in your email strategy then Michelle and her team can absolutely help you and guide you there and if you just want to learn a little bit more and 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 have tidbits weekly coming into your newsfeed then um, connect with Nichelle on LinkedIn Nichelle Hubley is the person to search for right at this point in the show Nichelle we like to mix it up we go into the rapid fire question round I ask the questions quickly you can answer at the speed in which feels comfortable for you <laughs> <laughs> um, are you up for that I'm ready cool are you two thumbs up up for that two thumbs up there they are. Beautiful. All right. Question one. If you ever had to start again, how would you make your money? I would. Um, okay. This is a little counter to what I just said about getting a job, but I would get a job. I used to have a job um, checking people's passes as they went into the gym. And it was so uh, mindless that I used that time to actually learn stuff to make money. So uh, first thing is get a job where you can get paid and learn at the same time. Um, I would actually kind of do the exact same thing. Just learn a thing that people will pay you for and then do it over and over again. Joe, I 100% agree with that. And I, I remember give, offering some advice to someone before where they, they, you know, they were looking for such short-term cash, but didn't want it to be like a, you know, exchanging time for money. And I suggested getting a, um, an overnight, like one of those horrible shifts, like the overnight ones at a supermarket stacking shelves, as long as they're allowed to wear headphones, right? And they can listen to audio books and podcasts whilst doing it because stacking shelves, it really doesn't take a much, much brain power. They were getting paid like double the minimum wage or something because no one wanted to do those shifts so they they paid actually it was quite quite decent mm -hmm. um and and then you know if they really wanted to hustle they had the daytime hours to do that hustling in and they could leverage what they've learned in the headphones and what they've earned by stacking shelves in the daytime hours and 100%. yeah there's a lot to be a lot to be said for that kind of advice particularly when starting again or starting or when you're when you're you know on, on the younger side mm -hmm. Question two, what's the most common or biggest mistake leaders make? Thinking they have to do everything themselves, but you don't have to be an expert in everything. You just have to know experts who can help you do it. Beautiful. Who is a great leader, whether alive or dead, and why? Um, right now, I'm a little bit obsessed with a woman named Arlen Hamilton. You should check her out. She is... Um, 
she's doing amazing things to help underrepresented founders and CEOs. Hmm. Arlen Hamilton. We're going to do that. How do you hire top talent? Um, first thing is we throw out the resumes. We do not look at resumes. Please don't spend hours on your resume. I'm not going to look at it. Um, we actually ask for a video first before anything. We review the video and we ask them some questions in a survey. And the number one thing is they can't be boring. If they're boring, they won't fit in and we'll be bored working with them. And our clients will be bored working with them. We have to have fun at work because we spend too much time there to be bored. Beautiful. Love that. So um, if they're applying, you know, wear a clown's nose, some kind of colorful wig. Something. You know. Yeah. Just uh, one guy even taught us some some Scrabble words that, that got huge points. And he also jumped out of a window. So, you know, the entertainment value is high. <laughs> Love that. Proper audition. Yeah. How do you evaluate a good business deal? Hmm. Um, I, I want to make sure that there's a, a win-win situation. Everyone involved has to benefit. Otherwise, it's just not going to work out. How do you identify a good business partner? Uh, I always look for someone who will complement my own skills. Uh, so where I, uh, where I'm not as strong, I want them to make up for my weaknesses with their strengths. What is one of your proudest moments? Michelle is thinking for those just listening and not watching on video. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's just so many um, because honestly, I didn't expect to be here. I didn't have this in mind when I started out. So, um, you know, proudest moment could be the first time I did my tax return and I actually owed money. <laughs> like that that means that uh i was making money i was paying people um we're growing something that was important beautiful what's one interesting fact about you that not many people would know i'm six feet tall but you can't tell because of uh zoom <laughs> yeah interesting <laughs> I think, I think if we stay with a lockdown life, I'm going to start pretending I'm six feet tall as well. <laughs> <laughs> but you actually are six feet. I actually am. And I don't play basketball. You don't play basketball. And where did you stop measuring? Did you stop measuring at the top of your head or at the top of your hair? Because, you know, there's a, there's a couple of inches there, right? There. If I added the hair, I could squeeze in a couple of extra inches. Yeah. It's right to wow. my head. Mm -hmm. Nice. What daily routines do you have, morning or evening, that have helped make you successful? I always make my bed. I didn't start making my bed until I was old and wise. Um, but the, uh, now in my advanced age, I always start by making a bed and a bed. I always start by making my bed. Uh, and, and that's, it's some kind of like mental cue to like, okay, start the day, make the bed and then do the coffee usually. Um, and it just sets the tone for the day. Everything's going to go exactly to plan. Nice. What book or books changed your mindset or life? Um, 
Hold on, let me check my bookshelf. Uh, actually, I have three books that I always travel with um, that are worth holding, uh, mm. that are worth the wait uh, in the carry-on. But uh, my, probably the most mindset shifting one is Principles by Ray Dalio. Yeah. Um, Great book. It's a huge book. It's but, a doorstop in a half. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there are particular sections that I have uh, marked off to revisit. What are, what are the other two? I'm curious now. Uh, so I have traction. It's um, more practical yeah. application. Yeah. And uh, psycho-cybernetics. Psycho-cybernetics. Mm-hmm. All great books um do you do the um eos do i do the what sorry <laughs> uh so traction um traction oh, the, EOS. the eos framework yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. um cool. we we named it something we have a and plan this uh, name of our eos but yeah we do that whole thing nice yeah. what's the most exciting question you spend your time thinking about um the thing i'm really fired up about right now is leaving a legacy for my son (laughs) beautiful i I didn't ever expect that i would be in a position to 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 actually leave a significant legacy to anyone um but now here we are and it's really really fun to think about that nice what advice would you give your younger self um do more faster (laughs) how do how do we do more faster uh don't spend too much time planning uh because everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face i think that's how Mm. the saying goes you know you can't you can't uh you can't plan for what's actually going to happen so start first and then correct as necessary What's, what was the biggest challenge you had starting in business and how did you overcome it? Um, the biggest practical challenge was Wi-Fi in campgrounds. It's <laughs> awful. It's really terrible. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, I, I spent a lot of time driving around looking for Wi-Fi with my computer. Like a coffee um, shop with a Wi-Fi sticker in the window, that type yeah, of thing. Yeah. 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 Um, the biggest challenge was just the the mindset shift of uh why not me like i other people can do it and then and if i don't think that they're exponentially better than i am then surely i can do it too brilliant what unusual or underrated food or drink should more people try out hmm um I I keep my food very consistent. It's part of the routine. Uh, you could try out New Brew. It's good for good for a pick me up. I've heard I've heard good things about New Brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good mm-hmm. shout. What's in What's your consistent food or drink? What's a couple of items from your consistent food or drink? Okay, so I learned this. I got this recipe on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok. Yes. Um, so, I fail at it, but uh, okay. you know, I'm on it. 
<laughs> so it's like this is what I always eat for lunch. It's uh, an egg. Um, you smash it and spread it out. You put a tortilla on top of it. Uh, then you flip it over, put cheese on it. So it's like a quesadilla, but also with eggs. It's more balanced and you fold it up. Uh, and then you put homemade salsa on it and it's mm, delicious. Sounds it. Beautiful. And obviously there must be some kind of heating uh, during that time, right? We haven't got a raw egg with raw cheese. And, right. You know, no. Yeah, it's and, definitely yeah. hot. And it's hot. <laughs> it is all melted together. Well, that brings us to the final question. What makes you happiest? Uh, freedom to do whatever the heck I want to do. And the surprising part is it's usually work on the business. <laughs> did that make sense do you know what i mean that absolutely did make sense and um not to not to um jump into that answer but i love it when anyone says freedom and then uh, inevitably when the thought process comes in after it's like well, what, what does freedom mean and, mm-hmm. and for me i like to add freedom means time freedom being able to do things on a schedule that you choose mm-hmm. location freedom being able to do what it is you want or need to do any way you want to do it and mm-hmm. financial freedom, meaning that you can afford to do it. And if you've got those three things nailed down, I um, the 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 uh, sort of counter argument I always make is that of a a wealthy lawyer, for example, that has all the money in the world but is tied to an office. Potentially, it might have changed in the last year or so with COVID, but Maybe. tied to an office, mm-hmm. working long hours. I would argue that the person that um, that makes less money but in uh, has their time location and and uh, a certain amount of money is more free but yeah freedom what a beautiful word and uh, yeah and then if you enjoy your business well enough to that's what you want to spend it on then yeah you know right? even better yeah amazing an amazing answer to top off an amazing question answer round and indeed a bamalicious interview nichelle thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today to educate and inspire us about how to uh, drive more and better email and drive um, more revenue from said email nichelle hubley is what you want to search for on linkedin to connect and smarterdestiny.com forward slash bam will take you right the way through to their website where you can learn about what it is nichelle and her team do and book that free audit have you got any asks or requests of the audience listening today? Uh, no. <laughs> what? <laughs> like what? Well, I mean, oh. it might be it might be an inspirational message. It might be a call to action. It might be, I mean, just anything. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of people you have the attention of right now. What would you like to say to them? Okay. Go send an email that hits someone in the heart, the gut, or the funny bone. Please. Beautiful. Please. I love that. Can they send one to you? Please. Yeah. Where yeah. should they send it? Um, Nichelle at anbam.co. Boom. Send. Yeah. Love that. Send it to Nichelle. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today, Nichelle. It's been an absolute blast. Time has flown by. It's been inspirational and educational at the same time. Um, Thank you for, you know, being wonderful and being you and sharing your time with us today. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. 
Hey there, you incredibly good-looking human. Thanks so much for listening. If you had a good time today and would like more good times in the future, please hit that subscribe button and leave a heartwarming review. I read them all and it will go a long way to help others out there benefit from all the teachings of this show. And if you want to get in touch or otherwise learn more about me, head to martincook.co.uk or smarterdestiny.com. I really appreciate you. You're an incredible human. Until next time, keep crushing.